Hi, my name is Mary Spender, and you are listening to Tuesday, 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 Tuesday Talks. Okay, episode three of the Tuesday Talks podcast, and this is really exciting because this is a, a conversation between me and Jamie Lewis, who I met at Toman's Gearhead University back in June. And he has a podcast, The Basis Podcast. He also has a website called thebasis.net. And he's just genuinely a really, really inspiring human being. Um, We spoke a lot about health and fitness, not just music, not just about both of us being classically trained musicians, but about where we are in our careers now, um, what what other things we've done. And although we'd hung out with friends and everything, we'd had a few conversations here and there, especially getting up in the mornings and both of us trying to go for for runs um, before starting our filming days. Um, and he was horrendously jet lagged because he'd flown over from L.A. and I was just over from England. So my, my time, time difference was one hour and his was like nine. So um, sometimes we'd cross paths, but really we got to know each other through this conversation. And yeah we've stayed in touch since because he's also doing a lot of proof of sweats on his instagram so he really really is awesome and i'm excited for you to hear this if you haven't already because when i listened to it i obviously it came out maybe a month after we'd actually had the conversation so i couldn't remember much of it listen through and i just felt like we got on really really well it felt really natural he made me feel so comfortable um, and I learned a lot from him in terms of how to interview someone. So I hope you can learn something too. And yeah, let's start the podcast. So here is uh, my conversation with Jamie Lewis for thebasis.net. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Basis Podcast for episode number 63. My guest today is a wonderful woman who I had the pleasure of becoming friends with at Thomann's Gearhead University just a few short weeks ago in Trippendorf, Germany at Thomann's headquarters. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Anyways, her name is Mary Spender. She's a fantastic musician, songwriter, artist, YouTuber, and much more. Uh, Mary and I also did a, a song together for a video that has yet to be released. She and I and Warren Hewitt uh, from Produce Like a Pro recorded one of her songs while we were there at Thomann headquarters. And I can't wait for you to hear it. I'll keep you guys posted when it goes live. I absolutely adore this woman. She's smart, she's funny, and very inspiring. I loved this conversation. I can't wait to have her back on the show. So please put your digital hands together for my new friend, Miss Mary Spender. Now boarding all passengers to (laughs) thebasis.net. great microphones for for podcasting i mean i used to work for sure so oh really yeah i didn't know that what'd you do for sure i was global content what was my what was my title i can't remember it was so good you don't remember it (laughs) uh global content creator specialist so you were like on the the filming social media kind of stuff yeah, I hosted a few videos for them awesome. eventually, and then uh, YouTube just took over, and so they were pretty sweet about. They they let me run that alongside, um, my YouTube channel. Oh, really cool! Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so that you build your own brand at the same time. Yeah, well, I already had it. Oh, gotcha. So that's why they gave me the job because they saw what I was doing. Sure. Is this all right? Yeah. Is this okay. Yeah. And yeah, then I'm good. no plosives. 
This way. Yeah, yeah. I, you got good microphone technique. You're a pro, <laughs> man. I should have. Now, now I'm nervous. I watch like, a lot of Joe Rogan. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm working with a professional here. You used to work for sure, doing interviews, and here I am. I'm just making it up as I go along, dude. Oh my god, no! I, I just I'm make doing. it up a lot. I think everyone <laughs> just makes up as they go along. That's what I'm starting to realize. No one yeah. really knows what they're doing. Well, that's a funny thing. Yeah, I, I mean, being at an event like like Toman TGU or or, or GitCon or anything, it's mm -hmm. like seeing everybody uh, do the same things I do. Where it's like, yeah, you're normal, whatever. I mean, we're, we're having a conversation. Then we pull up the camera. Hey guys, welome back! To then all of a sudden, they get into this like persona. It's like, oh yeah, um, I'm not the only one who feels weird by having to like switch on and off to you know do some I know be a podcast or a video or whatever and I'm it's not like it's not like I'm not that person also but um I don't normally talk hi I'm Jamie Lewis and welcome back to the basis.net <laughs> you know like but that's the thing I have to say in the beginning of the videos because I don't know I just feel like I have to or maybe I don't maybe I don't have to do that I mean you don't have to but if it gets you in the mood to create the video and yeah. it helps you get in the mindset. Like I have an introduction where I'm like, hi, my name is Mary Spender and you're watching Tuesday Talk. I say Tuesday Talk's kind of funny. Yeah, and that I just, noticed. <laughs> that, yeah, I know, and it's it's a t-shirt. It's a whole thing now. It's good, so, yeah, yeah. Um, it just gets me in the zone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because it is still weird. Despite yeah. having done hundreds of videos or interviews or whatever, it's still weird. It is. Did you, I mean, did you do acting or anything of that sort when you were younger? I feel like that would have helped. I don't know why, yeah. but like the first time I filmed a video, not for YouTube, but like I, I came at things like uh, through the other direction. So I was, <clears throat> I built a subscription website mm -hmm. for online bass lessons and I got like maybe 40 or 50 videos in and then got my first like subscriber. Like I, I built a, a product and I was like, okay, now I'm going to go find my audience and, and sell them that wow. product. And so now there's like seven or 800 <clears throat> premium videos at thebasis.net. And so now I'm building the YouTube channel to to, to funnel into that. So I kind of like my business model is backwards from like what most people would do, which is build a massive YouTube channel and then sell then them your- release your, a course. Yeah, yeah, sell the products. That's my plan. <laughs> but well, I, I hadn't ever really thought about a course because I was focusing on singer songwriting and that's still sure. the main vein of what I'm doing. But um, when people learn about you and they might want to play like you, for certain times, you can sort of instruct them, and so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm heavily inspired by everyone here who's who's built a business from being amazing musicians. I know it's so know. cool. It's so cool. Did like everyone here, like back home? I'm the only one I know who does this, but um, here I'm just one out of fifty. Yes, <laughs> you know and, what I mean. And it's why we're all becoming close friends, despite yeah. living all around the world. Seriously, yeah. It's because otherwise you just can't talk to your friends about it. Mm -hmm. If they do uh, either a nine to five job or some other kind of career, they, I mean, I can talk to them about it and they do understand, but but they don't quite understand. Yeah. It's just like doctors. Yeah, they don't get it. You know, it's doctors talking to doctors. Like I'm not going to understand what a doctor has gone through. Sure, sure. I'm not comparing us to the qualifications needed <laughs> to be a doctor. <laughs> well, you know what? I always said, we both went to school for music, right? You, yeah. you did too. Yeah. I always said that uh, no one works harder than music majors in schools. And I guess doctors and lawyers, and they get paid the big bucks. So I think maybe I did something wrong. They get a guaranteed, <laughs> yeah. a guaranteed job at the end. Actually, I had that. Um, I know that my friends agree on this. 
but I lived with seven scientists at university. Whoa. Like we had two flats between, you know, and we uh, found each other and bonded and, and I was really lucky. I was put with some amazing people, but they were all scientists and I was the one who worked the most. I was doing classical music, but I, I was in university from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. Dang. They were in university from like 10 till five. And obviously they had a huge amount of work, like it was a very academic university, yeah. but I was rehearsing afterwards mm -hmm. or rehearsing during the day and practicing. So, yeah. So classical, uh, what, piano then? Viola. Viola. I know. Mine's double bass. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, at least, mm. at least that's still in the same vein of what you're doing now. Yeah, but you know what? Um, I, I lost it completely. I mean, um, I, I don't play uh, double bass anymore. It used to be like just twice a year, once at Christmas and Easter. Like mm -hmm. that's when the orchestral gigs would come around. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's been years, maybe at least 10 since I've played. And so upstairs, you, you know, where all the, 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 did you see the Batman bass? I did. I played it. <laughs> yeah. So I did do it. I looked and I was like, oh, you know, it'd be rad is to do like a, uh, like the stack me playing this uh, and build up Danny Elfman's Batman theme, you know? Yes. And so I went and I found the bow and I rosined up. I'm like, yeah, here we go. And I started doing it. And I was like, I do not have these chops anymore. Like, and that, that, that was That's a hard funny. bass to do it on anyways. It's got the nylon string. So it wasn't meant for it, but I tried I tried a few other instruments. I was like, yeah, you know what? I think, uh, I think it's safe to say I, I've left this world <laughs> completely at this point. I have also left that world. Um, I think, although I play sometimes over tracks, I have to pitch correct everything. Yeah. But that's too. also because it's sort of a it's a it's a different world. Like when you're in an orchestra, you're all blending with each other. Right. Um, so then being thrown in a studio environment and trying to record myself and everything, like I can't hear everything necessarily mm -hmm. perfectly. So yeah. that's that's my justification for it. But actually, really <laughs> not it's mine. Just like, my intonation it's just, just sucks. <laughs> my, to be honest, I think my intonation always sucked. Yeah. Like actually, like when I think about it, I was never a soloist. I hated performing. Um, uh, recitals and I hated the live exams but I loved playing in a string quartet and I loved playing in an orchestra oh, man. and I, I really miss, excelled I in those bits orchestra. like I, it was even though I sat last chair I still I, I loved it every second of it well that's why I switched from violin to viola when I was <laughs> quite young so that I would go from the back of the violins to the front of the violas so you're like the average bass player who couldn't play guitar so picked up bass instead <laughs> Oh yeah, viola is the violin equivalent of absolutely. that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Although viola is a beautiful instrument and it's oh, yes. so useful for recording because you get the low end, um, you know, so you can kind of fake a string quartet a mm -hmm. bit easier than if you were just using cello or violin. So it's actually turned out pretty great. But so uh, the reason I was late for this interview um, was because I was doing these sound effects um, for I want to do a, a version of Billie Eilish's uh, "Bury a Friend." Nice. Because it's We're playing with Billie Eilish on July 6th if well, this goes out before then. That's pretty cool. Yeah, at Summerfest in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, everybody. Hey yo. I mean, go to that and yeah. go and see Billie. I mean, that's not, obviously that whole album's really well produced, but yeah. I thought it would be really funny to try and get all the sound effects that are in that song but through real instruments. Nice. So I'm trying to capture myself capturing it using um the Sure, MV88 plus. Hey yo. So that, <laughs> hey yo. Uh, so that I can get the video as well. And then, um, mm. but I decided to pick up a violin, of which I really haven't played in like 15 years, and uh, just have a go at this sort of screechy, it's sort of like, um, it's just sort of three notes really, really in quick succession and sort of, uh, God, I can't even remember the terms for it. You Me know, neither. When, it's where you play um, towards the bridge, the tremolo. Um, when you sort of 
Uh, God. No, I'm What's not Ponticello. Con- is it? Isn't it? Maybe. Or was it really, the really, really glassy snack? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's, well, that's I mean, Ponticello. That's, yeah, Ponticello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think. So I was doing that. <laughs> Somebody's screaming at us I know, on Twitter I know. right now. Oh my God, my whole <laughs> university degree course are just like... Hey, if you don't use it, you lose it, folks. I know. That's how it um, goes. So I picked up a violin and I was going to use one of the really expensive ones. And then uh-huh. I was like, to be honest, it's going to be diminishing returns for me now, picking up either a cheap or an expensive one. Like no one's going to be able to tell the difference because of mm-hmm. my playing, not because of the violin. So I found one that had skulls all over it. Nice. And I was like, that's perfect for a Billie Eilish song. <laughs> it's like super metal, but for a pop song. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so that's, I just, I love finding the instruments around this place. Like it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, we're, um, how many different things that they say were here? Like ninety thousand in the warehouse alone, or something like that. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. That's that's what they told us. I I think so. Have you been in the warehouse? I haven't. No. Okay. Last year I did do the tour, mm-hmm. and there's a robot that picks out all the stuff. What? And it's like huge, and it's like you know aisles and aisles all stacked up for you know hundreds of meters. It feels like. So for anyone listening, we're at this thing called uh, Toman Gearhead University. Mm-hmm. And um, so they invited a bunch of people like us, YouTubers and, and and some companies to like just hang out for four or five days and and, and do a bunch of content. Um, and so they have these different studios outfitted with um, production equipment, uh, microphones and cameras and production crews. And you can just order anything you want and they'll bring it to that room. So, uh, like, I did a video with uh, with Warren Hewitt the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, he's producing a song with us tomorrow, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So we get to we're gonna get to do a session tomorrow. I know. I'm really looking forward. Is to that, that at 10 a.m.? I think so. Okay. So anyway, so uh, <laughs> you just kind of tell them what you want, and it's like, okay, I need a Neve 1073 and an 1176 and a DBX 160 VU, not the XT, and you just kind of write it on the list and you hand it to them. We go, okay, sweet, it'll be there at 9 a.m. or four, or whenever your slot is, <laughs> and you show up. This is all and this gear there. waiting for you. I know. So baller. I know. Shout out to all the volunteers who have come and helped with These this. Are volunteers. Some of them are volunteers. Jeez. Yes, they are amazing. They're wow. absolute saints to put up with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah. So, did you come to Tomon uh, the TGU last year, or I did? Was I that did. the first time they did it? It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And after that, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm going back every year." And now, now I know what to expect. Like last year, I was trying to shoot all the time. We were talking about this mm-hmm. earlier, like sort of uh, quantity over quality. And um, this year, I'm just like focusing myself and trying to get two or three really, really good videos rather than. 30. Yeah, and, but to be honest, like that kind of scu- like you were talking about, like what Adam does, and and mm-hmm. like like more of the vlogging and type cool. things. Uh, yeah, more of the storytelling. Storytelling, yeah, yeah that's, and really heavily edited. So like clipping in that different scares parts. me. Really? Yeah, it does. Like I, a lot of what I do is instructional or you mm-hmm. know product. I won't say reviews, but just like me playing a thing. And if yeah. you like it, then cool. I'll here's where to get it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but I, I don't do the like, well, this button does this. And if you turn, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not into those kinds of videos, but the thought of like doing like a vlog gig vlog, like, like, you know, Adam Neely does oh or my God. like what you're saying, yeah. telling a story. It's like, I don't well, know. It's that's, in the editing really. Yeah. That's, that's where the story is told. So you can go around. I like it because you don't really have to have necessarily a plan. You just document what's happening. And then you can stitch it together later. Mm, maybe that's it. But I've witnessed now um, 
I was hanging out with Adam in New York and I went to one of his gigs and I saw him gig vlogging it and that gave me anxiety. I was like, I wouldn't be able to do that at the same time as trying to perform and do everything that he's trying to do. So I thought about it, like just from the standpoint of like, okay, so what if I just live stream a concert, you know, from like two different GoPros and for me being a bass player, I I feel like I have to capture the bass from uh, like a direct signal. Because mm-hmm. anytime, like if, if a drummer's posting one of those, it's easy. You can hear the drums no matter no matter yeah, yeah, where yeah. that phone or where that camera is placed. But the yeah. bass, you just always lose it. So if I really want you to hear what I'm doing, I've got to capture it. So, so when I start doing the math in my head, like all the things I would need to, for an $80 bar gig, nah, fuck that, dude. <laughs> I don't want to go through that much work for, you know, whatever it ends up. I, I, I don't know. It just, it, well, in my head, it's too much, you know? Yeah, it might be too much work for the, bar if but if you start thinking of it as a separate thing so the video would then improve possibly your earnings from that bar gig but at least you've caught the content and and so i plan on doing uh i used to do four hour cover sets where i'd play from nine to one and although we could take uh sort of 10 to 15 minute breaks every hour Mm -hmm. um my drummer and bassist would go out and have a cigarette and I don't smoke. So I would just do like a little acoustic set in, in between. So I'd end up playing for four, four hours. hours straight. And Dang. then that same pub um, it, back in Bristol, uh, where I, I now don't live there anymore, but it was on this place called King Street. And uh, they would, the the lovely landlord pub owner uh, gave me a, a Sunday session too. So I'd play Friday, Saturday nights with the band. Sometimes like it would alternate. Sometimes I'd get two gigs full band a weekend or sometimes just one and then on the Sundays I'd do from 1pm till 5pm for the Sunday roast (laughs) and no one would listen to me and I'd just do (laughs) I'd just do stripped down versions of all the songs that I'd played the night before with the band and the boys and and, um, yeah I think now I want to do one of those gigs again because I haven't done it in a while so it'd be really really hard work because obviously you build up a bit of a stamina and you know your songs inside out and you can you know, you sort of just zen mm-hmm. it out a bit. Does that even make sense? Um, but now I kind of want to document it. But then at the same time, I realized I'd have to hire a videographer to help me document it. Oh, because sure, I'm going to yeah. be playing for four hours. I'm going to have to change batteries and memory cards. Uh-huh. How am I going to do that? Or should I just sort of talk my way through it and do a bit of a set, document some of that, and then talk in the breaks? I'm just, I'm trying to think it through. I also need to uh, get a pub to agree to have me back. <laughs> and yeah, I guess that's step one. How do I go to them and be like, hey, can you pay me to come and play and I'm going to film it and then, you know, put it on my YouTube channel that way too. Mm. When they're like, you're, you're not a cover artist anymore. So, so well, here's something that I, um, I was thinking of doing. It's the same thing. I, I, I cut my teeth r- during college and and for years afterwards doing nine to ones, bar gigs, cover mm-hmm. bands, weddings, corporates, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got out of that game about five years ago because it was killing me. Like, like literally your soul the and physically. 10,000th time that you've played Sweet Home Alabama, I'd, I'd rather ply, pry my fingernails off with pliers. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's excruciating. But so uh, I, I stopped doing all that and I, I don't play as much anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, cause I work. Um, you know, I mean, I, I still play music, obviously, but I don't play, I don't gig four hours straight. Even if we're on tour, it's an 80 minute set. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you're not. You, you. Also, like in a cover band scene, when you're doing, you know, the same show Friday and Saturday and Sunday, it's like, well, you know, what? last night I played it this way. Tonight, I'm going to try it this way. Yeah. Tonight, I'm going to try Like, 
there's muscles in your brain. There's things that you're flexing that I just don't flex anymore. I'm the same. So I, I wanted to, you know, do another cover band thing, but I remembered I became a raging alcoholic <laughs> the last yeah. couple years of my cover band career uh -huh. because uh, it took four shots and a pitcher of beer before the first set started. That was our for routine. To, for you to be able to get through it. Yeah, and then we drank all the way through the set. Oh my <laughs> so, God. So we just got slammed every, I mean, see, Thursday night, Friday had, night, Saturday night. Yeah, I had the short straw because I drive myself, obviously, for the acoustic gig. So although uh -huh. I could get free drinks, I was driving, so I couldn't drink. And also singing, I learned the hard way by trying to drink during a set and then losing my voice by the end of it. So I had to be really, really... Like I'd sometimes, I'd, I'd mainly drink water, but I'd sometimes have Diet Coke without mm -hmm. any ice because you don't want the ice clinking yeah. on your teeth when you're <laughs> when you're just about to sing again. But also like the fizz, I know I know how bad those fizzy drinks are for you, but the fizz would help clear my throat and actually like help mm. me. And also caffeine as well. Yeah, right, <laughs> so right, right. If you're playing till 1 a.m. But yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't be able to drink as much as the boys would. Well, that's, yeah, I quit drinking. I quit doing the, the, the cover gigs. Um, and I'm a lot happier now. So, yeah. so I don't really want to go back, but I want to I want to play like I used to. And yeah. so we, we were hanging out um, at a restaurant, I don't know, back in like April. And uh, there was a really bad cover band playing, it, it, you know, and we're all talking really loud to each other because you can't, <laughs> you just can't hear. I know. Anything. And I hate, I hate myself now. Like yes, the yes. old me uh -huh. hates the new me when I sit in a restaurant <laughs> and I don't want to hear a cover band. Clearly, clearly And I yeah. am that person that ignored me, uh -huh. you yep, know, yep. a few years ago. And so uh, one of the drummers that I work with, uh, he leans over, he goes, hey man, if we, if we started a cover band, but like we all switched instruments. Do you think we would play better than these guys? And you're like, and yeah. I was like, let's do it. Oh, that'd let's be so fun. I mean, like we'll play the same set we've always done. Yeah. But I'm not going to play bass. I'm going to play drums. Oh, Because cool. it'll be different now. I could play yeah. Sweet Home Alabama on drums because I haven't done it before. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I've heard you played enough times. I'm sure he's a bass player too. Like, yeah, I can yeah. get through the set. And the guitar player's like, yeah, I'll see. And we're just like, what if we did that? What if we played a show? Because we've got slamming musicians but we're playing instruments that we're not slamming on. I wonder if we would still sound good. So kind of turn into like a science experiment. I so, mean, if you do that, you need to film it. Well, and I was That's thinking a like, great video. Well, what if we live streamed it? What if what if we did a thing where it's just like everyone on stage, like, you know, these are killer players, but ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so I thought it'd be cool just to, yeah, just to get really humble. <laughs> I am I mean, yes, I, I did a video recently where I was... Um, recording a full band of me and I do not play drums. Like, uh, so I, play, I played all the drums, oh, gotcha, bass, gotcha. guitar, cool. vocals, and it was just to demonstrate something. And um, yeah, I, I made the, the comedic moment in the video was me trying to play drums. Not and a drummer? I mean, I'd love to be a drummer. I've never had a lesson and I've never had a drum kit. So there's only so many times you have access to a drum kit because Although I played in the cover band, I couldn't sit and learn to play mm -hmm. drums when we were setting up because there were people there sure. eating their dinner or drinking. Uh -huh. So like, there's only so much bad drumming that someone can listen to, especially when uh, <laughs> you know when your drummer's there being like, "Hey, everyone I, has their I, I don't want to put everyone off. I want to do some work here." So uh, no, I have. I luckily was staying in time, so that helped. But um, no, not a drummer. So I would, I would really struggle, but I would love to do that. That would be hilarious. I'll make it happen. Next time, in, where are you at? I'm in England. Next time I'm in England, <laughs> we're going to set up a cover gig and and uh, it'll be terrible. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can guarantee I, it. Well, yeah, I really, really plan on doing that, but I'm going to have to talk about the struggle of getting through four hours of singing. And But someone recently, I, I was talking to a booking agent and he was just like, so uh, how many times can you sing in a week? Like, do you want to have a day off? How many, mm. how many shows can I book and then book a day off? And I was like, do you know what? Playing an hour a night, easy, easy in comparison well, to what I last, used to do. But when's the last time you worked that hard, like that many hours in a row? Uh, yeah, if it's last been a year. few years. I mean, last year. Last year, okay. Yeah, like, and, but I'm, I'm recording every day at the moment. So I'm singing gotcha, every day. Gotcha. And I'm playing and writing every day. Because that was something- uh, It is a different thing. Yeah, but we that. went on uh, this last tour in March. It's been years since I've played like an extended period of time like that night after night after night. Mm-hmm. And same thing, the drummer and I, after the first three shows, were like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I had to play with the pick. I don't play with the pick. And my thumb was hurting so bad oh. from just holding it and you know yeah. playing hard because it's a rock group. And it actually, when I first started playing with this artist about two years ago, we're, we're playing at Rock on the Range. It's the largest festival in uh, in North America, 100, 130,000 people or something like that. Oh, not many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and it was our first show also. It was, it was the, the artist. He was from another band called Sick Puppies. Mm-hmm. And um, now he's just out on his own doing a, a solo project. So technically, it was, it, was, it was our first time ever playing in front of anyone. <laughs> and it was at this huge festival. And like literally, when, when we count off the first song, like, one, two, three, four, like something in my head goes, oh, wait, this is a rock band. Like I've been backing up pop artists for the past 10 years. So I need to move. I need to jump around. And so like, I'm like, what do I, how do, what, what were my old moves? Do I do this, the wide stance? No, I, do I put my foot on the wedge? Like, like I'm, I'm trying to explore the space and be like, how do I move to this music? Cause it's been so long since, yeah. uh, since I've had to like sell the aggressive, I don't have hair anymore. So there's no head banging going, <laughs> going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if I do, the hat flies off. So that's um, the thing that always tips me into being nervous for a show now when I'm, um, if I'm a little bit out of practice, uh, which I definitely am right now because I haven't toured in a year and I plan on going on tour from September, but you know, uh, yeah. you kind of have to leave a break while you're doing other things and trying to grow and your profile and everything. You or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, and, uh, every time I get up on stage, the thing that makes me uncomfortable is how much space is around me. Really? Yeah. That's the is thing that throws you, me. Or do you have a band backing you up? Sometimes I have a band. But even then, the music doesn't really allow for me to, because if I'm doing sort of like finger style, there's only so much rocking out I can do. There aren't many power chords where I can gotcha. just like stand and just do a good stance or something. So, and I'm singing. So again, only so much m- moving. So I've got the groove down, Yeah. but I'd love to play in a rock band where I can like jump around and stuff. You know, I think I'd hurt myself. It's fantastic. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I have to do yoga. Properly athletic. I have to yeah. do yoga twice a day. Three. Normally, I do yoga twice a day on tour. I have to do it like three or four times a day because my back gets super yeah. tight. I got like some muscle spasm issues in my oh lower my back. Yeah. Like usually, I can put my I, I can bend over and put my palms on the on the floor. But like, uh, yeah, when we're out on tour, like they're barely my fingertips barely touch my shins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, tell me about your whole fitness routine thing because while we've been here we have bumped into each other when we're both you're you're either on your way back from fitness or I'm on my way yeah, to do yeah. something. Um I started taking my health really seriously. Uh How old are you? 20 24, 25 probably, uh-huh. something like that. Uh-huh. Um I got really really sick one night. It was my wife's birthday and um the uh, I I probably had like seven or eight beers, but not enough to get slammed because again I was an alcoholic, so I I could really 
hold him down. And I got really, really sick that night, food poisoning actually. So it wasn't from the drinking, um, but drinking was involved. And I threw up like 19 times to the point where just blood was coming out because my oh throat my was all God. tore up, you know? Yeah. And like no water, I'm dehydrated. I'm, uh, I feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I remember I dialed 911. I was getting ready. Like if I, if there's a number 20 or whatever, the, mm. you know, whatever the next one is, mm. uh, I need an IV, man. I'm not, I can't. Mm. I can't, I can't even walk. I'm crawling mm -hmm. <laughs> from the bathroom to the bed. Um, and so anyways, yeah, I survived. Everything was okay. But like the next morning, I just had this feeling of like, you know what? I've probably been this sick before. I just don't remember it. And But I was awake the whole time because I was not sober, but I, I wasn't blackout drunk, you know? Yeah. So I was just, I had this realization of like, man, I've done terrible things in my body in the past. Yeah. And, uh, and I just don't want to ever feel this way again. Yeah. So I, I was like, you know, I'm just not going to drink for like a month. Mm -hmm. And I felt amazing like 30 days later. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do some uh, some sit-ups. I, I bought Insanity. My wife started and I started right. doing Insanity. I was right, like, let's right. give that a shot. I felt great. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try being a vegetarian for a little bit. Like I just, I, I started experimenting yeah. with uh, just different things. So I tried vegan, vegetarian, raw food only. Uh, I've been eating ketogenic for about the past two years. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just, I feel great. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between you don't realize how bad you feel all the time because it's just normal. And then you start taking I've, care of yourself. Yeah, I've just gone through this. Yeah, and, and then maybe you're like, like for me, if I had a drink now, I, I'm not going to go back to being an alcoholic, but I'll wake up tomorrow I'm like, oh, I feel so like groggy. Honestly, and, and the last month I have, I, I get really bad hangovers anyway. Uh -huh. So um, I, I don't, I literally couldn't be a, an alcoholic mm. like my uh, some of my family members have have actually suffered from alcoholism and the thing that they didn't suffer from was hangovers mm. like so uh, other than that experience did have, did you ever get hangovers oh yeah you did yeah okay. but you just start drinking again you bite the horse a bit i mean and yeah that is one you're just way living in this yeah. perpetual uh, yeah i feel shitty but again yeah. you don't realize how shitty you feel because it's yeah, just you, it's just the norm it's just friday through sunday and, and that's how it goes yeah you know? i i but i got really into ipas Mm. which I didn't realize how strong they were until I started <laughs> feeling yeah. it the next day. Really, yeah. and, you know, after like a pint, I would feel it the next day. And then I realized what I was doing to myself. So I stopped, stopped. I'm, I really don't drink them anymore, but I really like a beer. But I've just been having one or two pints, um, especially here. Like last night I had two pints of German, lovely, lovely beer. And I know I can't drink wine anymore. That was really, really making me ill. Mm. And, and now I'm just like, is it worth it? Am I gonna? I think I think just I'm doing a lot more exercise than I've ever ever done, yeah. and I'm drinking a lot more water. But I think sometimes if I don't drink enough water, um, and it needs to be you know properly on the recommended daily dose, otherwise sure. I really really suffer. I really really suffer, and I'm really trying to take my health seriously. Like if people follow me on Instagram, they're probably sick of me posting this thing called proof of sweat. Where I do, yeah, I like yeah, that. I I, nice. I have to do that now. It it holds me accountable. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, oh, I know I have to do this thing. Like I I obviously have I have one rest day a week, but I have to do it. And I've lost like 20 pounds since like October last year, and just and I just feel incredible now and like things are changing you know uh -huh. when you finally start to see like little bits of definition and yeah, stuff yeah. and you've never seen well you've probably seen it way more than i've ever seen it it took a while it took it years, does it, yeah. it does take a while like i've definitely been into uh keeping fit since
since I was about 20 because mm-hmm. I was a really, really chubby teenager and really, really unhealthy. Um, but uh, I mean, I just, I'd overeat. I wasn't drinking then. I wasn't even smoking, but just, um, yeah, I was just eat cake um, <laughs> <laughs> and chips and bad things and crisps. Crisps are my like, my drug of choice. That'd be potato chips for you Americans. I mean, yeah, yeah. And when she said said chips, oh, no, I mean, that I mean, would be fries. Uh, so I was saying crisps, right? Crisps, that, that's like I was chips, crisps. right? Like yeah, Doritos your chips. Or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, we watch a lot of Doctor Who, so we know some of the lingo. You can translate me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've, I really hope I never slip back because I'd get fit and then I'd slip and then I'd get fit and then I'd slip and then I'd like beat myself up about it. And right now I'm just realizing like, I need to do this forever because you have to maintain it. And obviously it gets easier, but I mean, working out never really gets easier because you're always trying to push yourself further. Yeah. But it just becomes this... I really, it's my meditation. Yeah. I hate yes. yoga. I'm so sorry. It's to the say hardest that. one. It's, it's the, the hardest, hardest one. one. I hate being still. I've tried it. I, d- I did it for a year with a friend and we'd go every week and then we'd do um, other fitness classes together. Why break it up? I do like 15 minutes in the morning, 10 uh-huh. minutes at night, something like that. Okay. Okay. That's pretty manageable. Yeah. But I really, I find peace in chaos. I, like I went that. to a spa recently uh, with some friends. I was I was kind of on holiday and I was, um, uh, as a, like a little farewell gift, my friends took me to this amazing place in Chicago called, um, what's it called? Air? Have you ever heard of these? Mm-mm. It's like a beautiful Roman baths, like proper beautiful. Oh, That's me. Hey, yo. <laughs> I shouldn't even be getting notifications because you're supposed to be off. You're meant to be a professional. Maybe. I'm joking. Um, Definitely not. But they took me and they were in the still baths and it was beautiful and calm and there was nice tea on the side and you could just sort of roam around in a robe. No one was there other than us. Like it was, there were maybe we saw three other people in the whole complex and it was just all candlelit, beautiful stone and uh, very, very lovely water. And then I found this sort of jet bath thing and I was like oh this looks horrible like what and then I got in and I was like oh wait this is amazing and it was like you know firing on all cylinders and and they got out because they were like oh we need some tranquility and then I just stayed in there for about half an hour just being battered and I was like I love this why do I love this and then I was like oh because I love working out really really hard yeah but work hard play hard I'm well, I don't really play hard anymore. Well, relax hard. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really relax. I mean, I do relax now. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I realized that I really like being consumed in that way. Mm. But maybe I'll get older and realize that I need tranquility and meditation and stuff. Because, But right now, like, I feel better uh, in my mental health than I've ever, ever felt. Well, and it's all about, yeah, I mean, if it, like I said, I tried vegetarian, vegan, a uh, mm-hmm. little bit of yoga. My exercise routine is ridiculous. But you, like I've been doing this for six, seven years now. Like yeah. uh, try things out. Do it for two, yeah. three months. And you're like, ah, well, I don't like that. Cool. Throw yeah. it out and try something yeah. else. Like just, yeah. I think that's something that most people do is like, oh man, I, I would work out, but I hate doing sit-ups. Then don't do sit-ups. Yeah, exactly. There's other exercises. Well, well, so There's- that's what I found as well. I'm like, I like, I love road cycling. So that has to be in my life. I am learning to love running. Like I love running 5K. I hate running further than that because I just end up hurting myself because yeah. uh, probably bad form. Um, I love boxing. I found <laughs> boxing about Punching. two years ago. Nice. Literally when the YouTube channel, when it started uh, actually being seen by people and um, 
having to come to terms with some people love you and then some people won't. Yes. Um, and they'll be very vocal about I'm, it. I'm aware of that. Yes. I mean, you know, we all are. Um, but my way of getting through that was to, uh, I had a personal trainer at the time um, because I really, really wanted to educate myself and make sure I wasn't going to damage myself. Yeah. Um, and he taught me how to box. I mean, I'm still learning and I'm I'm really only just working with a punch bag or whatever, but I take gloves with me when I'm traveling because you can do burpees with them and you can do shadow boxing. So nice. you still have a bit of weight on your arm and then you're like throwing kind of empty punches, which is actually quite good for your body to get used to. Um, and yeah, I just like found that. But some of my friends will be like, hey, do you want to go bouldering with me? And I'm like, no, I've tried it. I've tried most of the things that my friends do and I've found the things that I love. Yeah. And also there's only so much time in the day and I'm already working out six times a week. So find the things yeah. find the things you love um but saying that i i stretch way more than i've ever done before and after workouts and stuff like that so that's that's helping me sustain it but yeah what other things do you do um my lifting routine is ridiculous so um talk me through it i love it takes I six hours six hours yeah but here's how i do it so, i can see how that would happen six hours in one session Yes, six but, hours but here's how it works every day, five days a week, six days a week, sorry. You do six hours of lifting. Of lifting, yes, and heavy five. lifting. So the way I do it is uh, is I wake up like 5 or 5.30 and uh -huh. I hit the rowing machine. So I do I, I do 30 minutes of cardio. And on then, on and, a rower? Yeah. 30 minutes on 30 a minutes on the rowing machine. I can do eight minutes on a rower. And that's 2K. You'll get there. How far are you going? <laughs> I mean, like how much for it? How, okay. Well, I'm just saying. So so that's how I start. 30 minutes oh of cardio. God. And then um, four hours of, of, wait, five hours of lifting and then 30 more minutes of cardio. But here's how, here's how I do it. I'm not like constantly lifting for the entire time. Um, do you have a gym at home? Yes, I do. So this is the reason right. why it works. This is the reason okay. why it works. I do my cardio and then um, I do uh, five different supersets. So like I'll do a bench press. Um, I'll do like knee raises and then um, uh, like calf raises. Mm -hmm. And I'll do five sets of that in a row. And I'm lifting heavy, as uh, heavy as I can. But I'm only doing two to three How reps. Heavy? And then I take a 15-minute break. How heavy? Um, I'm 160 pounds and my bench press is like 250 at the moment. 250. Not not what? heavy, but pretty big that's, for someone like me. Two, uh, 250 pounds. I mean, that's that's. Very, it's more than my body weight. That's very heavy to me. I think I'm... I think I'm bench pressing like 55 pounds. Well, but, but 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 here's the thing. So I'm not like most people say, oh, three sets of 10. No, I do five sets of two or three. And then I do take like literally right. a 12 to 15 minute break. And in okay. that time, and that time you work, I go do emails, I edit, I practice, oh, like wow. whatever it is. And then I at the, that timer, ding, ding, ding. I go back in the garage. I do another set of that exercise. And then I go back. And so once I'll do four sets of, of those uh, super uh, compound sets, whatever it is. So basically, I, I'm, I'm lifting all through the morning, but only enough to get my heart rate up. Mm -hmm. And then by that time, uh, I move to the next exercise. Uh, I'm only ever working out maybe in a minute and a half in a, in right. a row. And then, so, so, so here's so the interesting. thing. How did you learn how to do that? There's a dude by the name of Pavel... Tatsui, I, I don't know, his last name is Russian, I can't really pronounce it, but mm -hmm. his idea is um, rather, 
It's the same as practice. Like what would you, what would be better? Practicing seven hours in one day or one hour, seven days a week. Obviously it's the latter, right? Yeah. So if you want to work on like strength and conditioning, most people do it at the same time. I only work on strength. Mm-hmm. The conditioning is like the repetition of over and over and over and over and over again, or like lifting to fail. And that leaves you sore the next day. I'm never sore. You yeah. Know? Well, so that's I'm, what I've heard as well. Yeah. I really try not to make myself sore. Right. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same exercises every day. Like normally you'd bench on Monday, not on Tuesday. I do the same thing every day because I never lift to the point where my muscles start to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, if you do it every day over and over and over again, you're building strength, but not endurance. And that's why I do the cardio at the beginning. And then I got a dog. We run three or four miles every day um, after the lifting session. So, so I do practice endurance at the beginning and the end, but all the lifting in the middle is just strength. So like I'll deadlift, 350 pounds Jeez. three times mm-hmm. uh but so so here's a here, here's the reason why so if i were to deadlift 350 pounds and do three sets of 10 right uh-huh. i've done 30 reps for the week and that's yeah. it well that would be a lot i could i couldn't do that much i would have to bring the weight down but because i do this five days a week and i'm doing three times five sets so i'm doing 15 reps a day 15 30 60, uh, 70. So I'm doing 75 reps a week. I'm doing twice as much as the guy who does three sets of 10. And he's worn out. He's tired. <clears throat> he's sore. And he's really not looking forward to next time. Whereas me, it was just three times, you know, enough to yeah. make a, a heart's beating out of my chest, but uh, not enough to to kill me, yeah. you know? So, so it's, it's, yeah, it's just this idea of like do less more often and you're going to build up strength. And the funny thing is, so I went on tour. I came back six weeks later expecting to, oh man, I'm going to lose so much. I just picked up right where I left off. Wow. Because you like, maybe I couldn't run as long. I lost the endurance, but the strength yeah. uh, didn't it, go away. Well, that's what I've noticed. You know? uh, I, I had two weeks off. Uh, <clears throat> I was traveling around and I was going through some... Uh, one of my friends passed away and I was like oh, trying to like deal with that and like yeah. traveling to uh, sort of traveling. Um, and I just gave myself a bit of breathing space where I couldn't run as far as I, as I was doing in the mornings. I just mm-hmm. didn't have as, as much time. And um, I thought that I would lose it or I'd put on loads of weight in, in those two weeks of not exercising as avidly as I had. But because I built up more muscle, like it really does help like I still felt pretty strong after those yeah. two weeks and then I just realized no I just have to get back to it like there's no there's no easy way around it I'm not going to stop now I'm not going to stop I you gave, might have a rough for- day one or two I but forgave get myself right back into it. yeah that's the thing I used to not forgive myself I'd beat myself up mm. and up and up and then I'd lose it and then I would I'd be too scared to go back into the gym because I wouldn't be able to work out as hard as I was working sure. out before whereas now I'm like no I'll be fine well I'll you know what there. there was a um I watched a lot of at one point, I watched a lot of health documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just one thing that resonated with me. Uh, a doctor said, because you know how like you'll, oh, I'm on a diet and I'm doing so good. And then you have that one meal and then that turns into the next everything. one. turns into, It ruins yeah. everything. And then three days later, you're like, oh, yeah. I've been on a binger of donuts and cake and this yeah. and that. And yeah. then you Being feel bad. Yeah. And so here's what the doc said. He was like, just take the ethical decision out of the equation, right? Yeah. So if you had a bad dinner last night, uh, have a good day today like yeah just eat vegetables today yeah it, it's not like it makes up for it but it's not a good or a bad thing it's just your body doesn't care there's no good bad right or wrong it's just it's going to work with what you give it yeah. so there's a difference between food and fun 
right? So if I had yeah. fun yesterday, I'm going to eat food for the next two days. Right. You know, that's a great I, way to think about that it. That way, because when you make it an ethical decision, you feel bad and you feel guilty because yeah. you cheated. Yeah. Or because you want to get like, yeah. I want this thing and I did the opposite. No, I'm a bad yeah. boy. Like whatever the thing is, like, well, just take that part out of it. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah. But be realistic, you know, so don't have fun every day. No, <laughs> you know? no, I, I've, I've tried to have fun every day. And yeah. It doesn't, it, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't do places. well, especially when you're on camera and you're seeing yourself just get larger and larger. Well, and, that's, and that's probably where the start of it was. Because yeah, yeah, as a baseball, I'm sitting down, I got this, this belly sticking out and I'm like, well, when did that show up? That wasn't uh -huh. always there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I look at videos that were shot two years ago and I'm just like, I, I, I feel like a different person. Mm -hmm. And I think I look like a different person. Like well, just like my jawline is different. And just yes, like that's what I was about bones. to say. The that's first the thing, thing I noticed was I got my chin line back and I was yeah. like, oh, I look young again. Let's yeah. keep going. Keep going. What else can I do? Yeah. 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 But I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with where I am. I'm glad it's happening now as opposed to me being younger and fitter and then me losing it and or, never having interest in it again. Whereas I'm like I'm growing into it. Or being older and it being way harder. So like, oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to be like forty five and be like, well, let's try to turn this ship around. It yeah, probably, it's probably too late. By that's that why point. I started running when I was twenty. I was like, if I can't run now, uh -huh. when am I ever <laughs> going to be able to run? But yeah, but I love, I love the the community behind it. I know we've completely drifted from subject, but fitness to me. Oh, there's is no now, subject here. Yeah. Okay. It, good. This good. is a drift nonstop. Uh, I love how um, so many of my YouTuber friends are really starting to focus on their fitness. They're just seeing everyone around them. They're just like, okay, I, because everyone sat more at home. Like if they're not out yep. gigging and they're not out performing and possibly like sweating and basically working It's not out a very good stage, lifestyle. Yeah. It, it's, it can be very, very, and it can be solitary. Yep. And um, yeah, you're just sat down editing videos all day. Mm -hmm. You're not doing as much playing, despite you're playing, you're playing for the yeah. videos, but then you're editing the videos, which takes takes way longer than the actual filming. Um, but yeah, everyone everyone is is trying to get into it. So we had a little bit of a communal running session the other day, but then I've this missed morning, it every morning. I, <laughs> well, <laughs> you've been jet lagged. My time I don't have that excuse. Me, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the reason. Why, when I got here, is like I need to. I ran twice. I ran the first two days we were here, yeah. morning and night, because I was just like. I'm going to yeah. miss it after a few days, but yeah, I, I need yeah. to get my, my exercise in. Yeah. But I, this is the first time because my legs yesterday were super sore from yeah. just walking around all day mm -hmm. and they felt really, really tight. I don't know whether or maybe I just hadn't stretched. I did a, a very short hit workout yesterday morning, um, but then was, you know, run off our feet all day. And then this morning I was just like, okay, although this is going to be really, really hard and my legs just did not want it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Got downstairs at 6.30. No one else was there. Honestly, four people had promised me that they'd get up and they yeah. didn't. And I kind of felt this <laughs> level of, of smugness. I was, I was one of them. I, I actually, I was just like, I'm going to post my proof of sweat this morning with even anyways. more so smugness. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the thing too is like, you don't get to pass on it. it. Like if you're a musician, you don't get to pass on practicing. And if you call yourself a professional, you get you don't get to pass on gigging. If you're not gigging, you're not practicing. Are you a musician? Are you a professional musician? I don't think you can oh. be. You know what I mean? And so I think fitness is going to reteach me how to be a musician, possibly. It, well, it did for me, absolutely. Because yeah. I started to see routine. results. I started to see results in my routine. So I was like, hmm. Imagine if I practiced. I mean, well, I do not practice as much as I should because I sit and write. I get distracted really easily by learning something. Then I want to write a song and I think, oh, I'm a singer-songwriter. I should probably write some mm -hmm. songs. Um, and then I go into that and then I learn things from having written songs. But I really need to just sit down and 
play some scales sometimes. Well, I, just like I need to sit down and I think it's the same rest. as like exercising. Like, oh, I really need to do some sit-ups. Well, or maybe not. I don't know. Like what, what does your routine want to look like? So, I mean, That's this true. the way that I'm lifting now is not the way that I've lifted ever. I've only yeah. been doing it this way for maybe a year now. And right. I really like it. Like this is this works for me because I work from home. Yeah. My my gym is in the garage and I can yeah. I can easily go back and forth. If I had to travel <laughs> every 10 minutes to a different building, like, okay, yeah, that won't work. Well, so, the reason I've gotten into fitness a lot easier is because my gym is right next door to my family. Nice. That's awesome. That really has changed my life. Yeah. But sorry, I interrupted. Well, I'm just saying, like, so like as a musician, I mean, yeah, you need to be practical, but like, what are those things? I mean, is it skills? Is it arpeggios? I don't know. But mm. find your routine, find the, the the thing that makes you happy every yeah. time you play, and then hit that every single day. Yeah. And uh, I, I I don't know. I I started to see the parallels between the way that I treat my body, the way I play music, the uh, what I do with my money, our money, my wife and I. Um, you you just apply that same discipline, and you just win. You win at everything you try. I, I'm winning with my body. I'm winning with music. I'm winning with money. I'm winning That's with amazing. happiness yeah. because it's yeah. the same method. There's yeah. a great book called The Book of Five Rings. It's written by Yomamoto Musashi. I'm totally butchering his name. He was a samurai in the 1500s. And this is a book about how to kill people. It's about how to be the best samurai, mm -hmm. right? Um, but you can parallel that to anything. And in what, what one of the principles that he pulls up in, in, in the book is uh, master one thing to master all things. Yeah. Right. So like whatever process I use to get me where I am in my musicianship, we'll just apply that to mm, baseball. I'll get there. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's true. I, I love knowing what it takes now to be an expert yeah. at something. Yes, I'm, exactly. I'm, I still wouldn't even call myself an expert because I feel like the more you know, the, the more you, you don't know, the more you realize you really but don't know anything, but you can accomplish. Yeah. You've accomplished one thing. Just apply yeah. the principles that yeah. of that yeah. to anything else. And it's not I mean, that yeah. different. I'm, I'm feeling really inspired by this conversation. I mean, it's it's definitely, it's just so important. And it's just, um, one of my friends compared it to The Sims, you know, the way um, the characters would be like, uh -huh. they'd be like happy and then they'd right, be in right, love right. and then they'd be healthy and then they'd be hungry and then they'd need sleep or whatever. I can't remember what the actual things were, but if one dropped, you know, one would be full, the others would drop when really it's just like better to be consistent sure. over everything, uh -huh. but also like narrow down what you want to achieve. But talking to some people here who um, who don't have YouTube channels and they're looking into it and they were just like, yeah, but it sounds like a lot of work. And I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> you want someone to pay <laughs> you, to you money yeah. to stand up and sing these songs that you've written about your life and pay you money. Like that's an outrageous dream. Like you want to sell out thousands, you know, be adored by thousands and thousands of people. If you want something extraordinary, your work ethic has to be extraordinary and it, and it requires a lot of sacrifice. Like yep. I'm sure if I spoke to your wife, I would hear yes. <laughs> about the sacrifice. All that, the tales. Yeah. And I realized that uh, two years ago, I had to give up my social life and I didn't even have much of a social life to begin with, but really I just knew, I just, I just <laughs> knew there were certain things that I would not be able to do anymore. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to go away for weekends. Like, I had to stay home because I was still working a nine to five job. Mm. Um, so that was taking up 40 hours of my week. And then I was tired from that. And then I was trying to start working out consistently. So that was more time. And then I'd have from 7 p.m. till 2 a.m. Uh, in my evenings. And that meant that my relationship suffered, my friendship suffered, and I had to have a lot of conversations and a lot of communication about it. But now talking to people and realizing that I did that, and it was it was kind of temporary because I've, yeah, kind of, forever. I've made my life around that. And there are certain things that I just don't feel like I need to do anymore. Like I mm -hmm. don't, 
I don't like going out night clubbing. I, I never liked that. I barely did it in the first place. I barely did it at university, but I just know that that's not something that I'm missing out on. And just learning, you know, kind of the hard way from not being successful for a very long time and then just learning what it takes to be even potentially successful. It's just sure. like, yeah, I feel like I'm getting the right mindset, but I still feel like it's a massive journey. But but talking to people like you, it's like really inspiring to realize like it's, it is those mental processes that you have to go to go through to be able to then be successful. Right, right. In in those things that you want to achieve, and well, some people just don't want what we want. And more power to them. I mean, that's yeah. that's fine too. I mean, but, I'm jealous. But I to, wish I didn't have this weird thing, this weird dream where I want to sure. get up on stage at Wembley Stadium. <laughs> like, why do I have that dream? I was yeah. listening to that. Um, we were talking about mm. a Joe Rogan podcast earlier, and this guy, uh, he was talking about desire and how it actually if you desire something, you, you're only ever going to suffer. Yeah. Cause it's always like, if you're desiring something, it's out of your reach and you're only ever going to suffer until you get what you want. And then when you get what you want, it will become normal. Right. And you have right. to find a new thing. To yeah. Push he's you a Buddhist, out. right? Or he said that was like a, a, a old Buddhist proverb or something like that. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's just so much to learn. There is. And, I, I think the, the the most important thing of like of all the things I do, taking your taking care of my health is is the most important one, and most people don't realize because you think like oh, you know one day I'll get to that, but there may not be one day, you know. I mean, I've learned this year life yeah. is really really short, really really substantially short, short yes. even when it feels long. Like even if it's fifty years. 50 years is too enough. young. It's not like, long enough. That's really not, yeah. long, no, no. And, and so, so like what you're talking about a second ago, um, you know, when you took some time off and you're like, oh man, when I get back to the gym, it's going to be rough. But you know, your body adapted very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, in, in, in 2015, my wife was diagnosed with stage four cancer. She had a lymphoma, stage four oh lymphoma. And by by that point, we were like three years in on it. Everything that I do, like with yeah. the exit, she was right there with me. We, we, we did, we, we both started taking our health very seriously at the, at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, um, the, uh, the only side effects she had from, from the chemotherapy, we did six months of, of chemo. Uh, the only side effect she had was, was our matching haircuts, <laughs> right? Everything yeah. else. I mean, typically chemo is, is horrendous. You get very sick, vomiting, tired all the time, mood yeah. swings. And like, you just become a, a monster. Basically, you just feel horrible. Yeah. Um, none of that nothing whatsoever and i have to i have to believe that we we did like two years of of prep for that when we we didn't see it coming mm -hmm. but like she got her body into a shape where she was ready to to fight cancer in a way that caused her to win and yeah. and victorious and in a way that like i said no no fucking side effects that's almost unheard of the doctors had the doctors couldn't explain it yeah and i just been like well we we take very good care of ourselves we get enough sleep yeah. We get enough exercise. We eat right. I yeah. think if you give your body everything it needs to to stay alive, mm. it'll do so uh, in the good times and in the tough times. Yeah, you know? to, obviously to an extent. And oh, of course, of course, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. It doesn't work out for everybody. It so, doesn't. But um, that's amazing. And and yeah, I hate to think um, in terms of like if I, you know, in terms of people that I've known who who have passed away, like maybe if they weren't so healthy, most of them have been pretty healthy and that's mm -hmm. been what's been so shocking. Or they've like, um, you know, obviously taken their treatments really seriously and everything. But uh, yeah, I, I hate to think how much less time I would have had with them or yeah. their families um, would have had with them if if they hadn't taken care of themselves. So it's just, 
it's just one of those things like, yeah, you could be trying to press yourself and take care of yourself and then, um, and feel guilty about it or whatever, and then be hit by a bus tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, whatever. But if you can stack the deck in your favor, but I'll take every advantage I can. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's just, a, it's just a, another thing. And it, but it just, again, it depends on lifestyle. Like I now have time to work out if I had kids if I had it would be tough. Yeah. another half, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm single and I have time and I make my own schedule now. So I, I really have that luxury, mm-hmm. but then I, you know, I'm not experiencing other things. I'm not having that family time or those special moments. So it's just like, it's, it's not balance. It's just sort of, what do you want? Yeah. And how do you work around that? Oh, like if then, you're going to sit and complain and, and, you know, just say, oh, one day I'll get fit then, or one day I'll practice guitar. Yeah. Then it's not going to happen. It might not. But it really, like, even if it's fitness for five minutes a day, because you start, like, if you just promise yourself that you'll do five minutes of something, whether it's like running on the spot or um, doing a push up or something, you'll probably be like, oh, hang on. I'm, I might just do another one. Yeah. Um, Same with practice. (laughs) Exactly. Like when I used to teach, I'd just say, just stick your guitar on your sofa, keep it, out of the case, keep it in sight and just promise yourself that you do five minutes because five minutes is only a song. You'll play through one of your songs and then you'll be like, oh wait, I need to, it's going to turn into 20 minutes easy. It'll turn into that (laughs) or you, it'll be hours. Yep. Like I've, I find myself now, I promise myself that I sit and write and then it's been hours. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, same thing. Just start somewhere, start with something that's attainable and, uh, have we been locked in? I hope not. What time is it? It's 20 to six. No, they lock us in at six o'clock. All right. Okay, good. Okay. So we should probably wrap <laughs> that, this up. So that, that, we that would make for a great in. podcast. Just like oh, we could do a night at the museum. <laughs> a night at Tomod. I really hoped that they'd do that one time where we could actually just like, it would, Slumber be, it party. would be a bit risky, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Loads of drunk YouTubers. Yeah, that'd be a really bad idea. In, in amongst all this amazing musical expensive yeah. equipment. I'm surprised there's not like a f- proper recording studio in here. Like a, like a live room, a tracking room, a vocal booth. At least I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I don't think there is. Yeah. No, I don't think there is. Yeah. But I guess it's a functioning shop, really. <laughs> like they don't have YouTubers all year round. We don't live here. Do you know that? I, I, I forgot about that. I know they flew you here, but I have we a life, don't live here. I have here. a life outside of, of, of this week. <laughs> well, um, if, if people want to get a hold of you, uh, you know, follow you and, and, and what you're doing, what, where do they find you? Um, I, if you just type in Mary Spender to Google, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, um, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Do you have different handles on, on all the different platforms? No, just my name. Really? Just Mary Spender. Yeah. No one else had that name. I was lucky, (laughs) but I I started singing a songwriting when I was like 15. So I got the handles when all the websites were pretty new. Uh Like literally I got, I, I got YouTube in 2006. Six or seven, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like got that got that handle so no one else could get their hands on it (laughs) nice awesome well mary thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate it thanks for having me i hope this conversation was interesting it was fantastic (laughs) yeah watch a step everybody okay did you make it to the end did you enjoy that i need to think of a another little code word because i love how many people have been messaging me on instagram on i can see in youtube comments on facebook on twitter all that stuff where it says i made it to the end or i'm lonely in long island city so i want it to be something related um obviously to bassists 
because of the basis.net that is Jamie's website. So I think you need to send me, hmm, maybe you need to say, and I know this might not be true, you might not believe this, but um, uh, say bass is better than guitar. <laughs> it might upset people, but I also think that would be quite funny. Um, so yeah, on my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube comments, all that stuff, go bass is better than guitar. And I will know that you have listened to the end. Um, but yeah, otherwise I don't have much other news. I am still working on the Lone Wolf record, which is being mixed right now. So kind of my my part is that it's out of my hands. I've produced it. I've recorded all the stems. I've tidied everything up and it's being mixed um, over in LA right now. And I'm just so excited. That is, and the artwork is being done by an amazing artist called Nick Mack. And I am just so excited to have this project um, out in the world still um just figuring out a date i think it's probably going to come out on the 20th of september um you heard it here first but uh that's still up in the air still figuring things out making sure that it has um all the best potential but working on that working on other videos um working on a songwriting course around that ap because with those six tracks um there is a lot that I've learned in terms of songwriting and how how to craft a piece of work like that. Um, so I'm just thinking of doing a series of videos where I really go through every sort of minute detail from lyrics to structures to um, obviously chords and um, guitar parts and stuff like that and just build a little course around that. But anyway, that's another thing on my to-do list. Um, thank you so much for getting here and listening to this podcast I'm just blown away and yeah it's just another thing that I love doing and it makes me feel very very uh, creatively satisfied so um, message me say uh, bass is better than guitar and I will see you next week bye